Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Rough Top Podcast. My name is Wes Yee. I'm joined today by Matt Armstrong and Max Steinberg. What's going on, fellas? 69, nice. Hey, <laughs> I, let's I don't go. Know what day, talking about, but yeah. day 43 of lockdown has brought us all together for a little bit of LEC and LCS spring playoff talk. Um, and maybe a little talk about daily fantasy. I don't know. We'll see. I just texted Max about 10 minutes ago and asked him if he wanted to come riff about League of Legends with these two nerds, Matt and I. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But just first off, how how you guys doing? How are you holding up? Uh, how are you holding up, Max? Um, I I'm doing pretty well considering. I think that I am have lived a life of some isolation in general. I've traveled alone a lot. I've been holed up in my house a lot, playing online poker, or doing online gambling. So this isn't like totally new for me. So I think I'm doing pretty well. What's been the biggest adjustment? Um, I mean, not being able to see any friends at all. That certainly is the biggest adjustment, but it's kind of interesting because it's like, uh, you know, with all the Zoom calling and you talk to people you haven't talked to before or actually gather people together. So it's just a different type of thing. But yeah, I, I'm sort of missing in-person like meetings with people. I feel like all my sort of friends who are not close friends, I like haven't talked to in a long time. So mm. Mm. yeah. Well, glad, uh, glad you're, glad you're mostly doing all right and, and, and yeah. well adjusted for the situation. It would yeah. Well, on the positive side, daily fantasy league of legends is blowing up. So I have a lot more interest in it now. So I'm very excited to discuss some stuff with you guys. Well, t- yeah. Tell us about what's been going on. You've, you, I think texted me every three weeks some cadence <laughs> with some strange question about league of legends. And I try to answer as fast as I can, but yeah, I'd love to hear First, where, the, where, where like this idea came from and what's, where you are now, what's going on? Yeah, well, so this idea has just come from the fact that, so DraftKings and FanDuel, which are the two biggest daily fantasy sites, they have nothing to offer right now, right? Because there's no basketball, there's no baseball, there's no anything. There's no golf, there's not even golf. And so they really have nothing to offer, but the only thing they can offer are like, video games basically and so league of legends suddenly has gotten very popular um if you look at the lobby right now on DraftKings, there's a uh, tournament in four hours that has an a hundred thousand dollar first prize so these are big contests and i am a partner at a company called sabersim and we try to set up that we have a lineup builder and projections for every sport and so um, the guys at Saversim asked me to build a model, and given that I play League of Legends sometimes, I it's something that I thought maybe I could do. And um, one of the most important factors in building a model is just projecting which team is better than which, like who are the best teams. Because most of the time, players in Daily Fantasy are trying to project players, and players are going to do well based on their team doing well, right? If a team dominates another team, some players probably going to get fed, get a lot of kills, and get a lot of points because of that. So a lot of my work has been trying to figure out how to essentially grade how good of a game a team has had from game to game versus relative to who they're playing, right, and create something that's called an ELO. 
So I did that and I so far I've just created a simple one and I don't think it's probably very good. My guess is I don't have the top team in the right place, but I guess that is for me to discover. So, but yeah, basically I've just been trying to project how players are going to do in League of Legends and who's going to win. And, and it's been really fun. And I just finished my first version of the model. So I'm excited to see how it stacks up against other things out there. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's yeah. awesome. I, uh, I have not touched the Daily Fantasy League of Legends. I didn't. I was not aware. You might was, want to. Uh, so so popular now, but if it's yeah. if it's getting lucrative, certainly uh, we've spent sufficient time watching <laughs> watching the professional. <laughs> um, yeah, you might as well. So so yeah. So what uh, can you share any of your models' uh, data thus far, or or do you have like a power ranking that we could? Yeah, for sure. Or? So. So I'm going to preface this by saying that this is basically my first version. My guess is this is not very good. And I actually would love to pick your guys' brains about how I could improve this. So basically, I'll just give you the rundown. So, so basically, you want to share your screen or is it easier to read? Um, sure, I'll share my screen. Why not? I had to think about that for a little while, but sure, why not? Don't show um, us anything. Don't share any windows you don't want to show. Right. I, I just want to make sure of that. Let's see. This is probably fine. So yeah, so um, this is some of my code for creating this. And it, essentially what I'm doing is we have a lot of data at SaberSim. And um, and uh, basically, I'm just it's, we have like a bunch of match data, a bunch of player data. And basically, what I'm trying to do is um, with an ELO, you just give everyone an average ELO to start. So you just pick a random number. I pick 1,500. And then you basically have a just equation that either adds or subtracts from their ELO based on whether they win or lost. And I also add a little boost for if a team gets a lot of kills, basically, like wins with a huge kill difference, like their kill to death is something like 20 to 10 or something, then... I give them a little boost. And if the minions killed are higher than normal, like they have a huge difference between um, creep score. So this is what I have from the first run going back to 2014. And there's some issues with this. Like it goes back a long way. So you have to decide from season to season, how much are you going to regress teams back to the mean or how much are you going to keep their performance from the prior season? And my guess is this is not... Um, possibly what you would think because i'm i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly skt is probably the best team but right now my rankings have cloud nine as number one and actually by a good margin a team that i think is up and coming that's fun plus phoenix and then there's g2 and skt and t1's kind of down there so i'm not sure how accurate this really is um but this is what i have so far okay um yeah Interesting. So, yeah, yeah, one of the things immediately that I noticed, and I'm sure Armin knows the same as well, uh, when you were when you're talking about how, what data this is comprised of, is that um, most of these teams change their rosters almost every season. Right. And so there's significant turnover. And so if you think of what Cloud Nine is today, almost how many of those players were on their team two years ago, Army? Um, probably just uh, like Two years ago, yeah, Licorice. Okay, so just one one of the players. Um, so I think that that definitely explains some of 
maybe the differences in, in how like a personal power ranking as someone who's watched all these teams been, have uh, play right have um i don't know how much level yeah, of- so that's that's interesting so yeah so maybe i should be because i didn't realize that teams had players change that much i thought usually they probably keep the core of their team but maybe that's not true so if that's not true then i probably am not regressing enough after the end of each season yeah i would say uh, that yeah from yeah it's it's basically what would you say the average roster turnover is army like four out of five players each season on average mm, it's, it's pretty uh, high well i mean mostly looking at this the spreadsheet like i think there's like several teams that need to be consolidated so like yeah, SKC some of these teams aren't, aren't is p1 now right those are um, the same team but like ah, but I, I think see. okay gotcha yeah so, several teams like that are just looking at but like i think yeah, so some yeah. some of these are just basically old, like yeah, historical they, historical. before they changed, this was what their mm-hmm. rating was, and then now, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Oh yeah, Samsung is here, like they're not yeah. a team anymore. But Interesting. I, I, I totally, I totally think that um, this list is good because there is like the brands that are good generally. You if know, you were, are, yeah, like, if you were ranking, their rosters are like, built with good players. Yeah, I would say if you were ranking like ownership groups. This is pretty. Yeah, they, this these, is pretty good. these teams care about winning. Like, uh, <laughs> they're, from, no, they're the good teams yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, they're always in playoffs at least. And so, so, who who would you guys put as the top three teams? It, it's it's top. Oh, oh, oh and one other thing, I just want to respond to real quickly. So you were saying um, FPX is like an up and coming team. FPX actually won Worlds last year. So oh, okay, there we go. It definitely I had never heard of them. So it like, definitely oh. points to them being uh, yeah, uh, okay, team. not well, just up and coming, but but Red. coming in the best team in the world. Correct. Because they actually they and they actually brought back their whole roster as yeah, and I think there's some correlation there. So there is some correlation year to year, um, but it's usually more that like the very best teams will bring back three, four, or five of their players, whereas the teams uh, below the top three or four typically will turn yeah, over it, almost the entire roster every year. Yeah, the, the turnover, especially, it's kind of like if a, a baseball team wins the World Series, it's hard to retain your best players. Like, their contracts are running out or they demand more value. So, like, FPX won last year, and they mostly retained their whole team. But, like, the value on the players goes, like, crazy high. Everyone becomes North a $3 America- million dollar player. Yeah, so like that that team's uh, forecast for maybe maybe not immediately the next year, but in two years isn't good. So like SK Telecom P1 a year ago, mm, yeah, a year ago, a year or two ago, had the best players, but once the best players were so valuable, they couldn't be retained and they just scatter and it's kind of, yeah, you, I, you, can, you can't really value the team after that because the players make the make the team. Then there's a couple on this list lower that um, are even better examples, like the Ku Tigers, which they just disbanded. Um, Longju Gaming, another another one. I'd be curious: is it is it easy for you to run this for only this year, just ELO for only this year? Uh, I could do that. I couldn't do it right now, but I could I could maybe for another podcast. Okay. I could do it. But I think yeah, that's right. interesting. I think. One thing that you're saying is, is basically how many players are they retaining from year year to year, right? So, mm-hmm. if 
they're retaining a lot, then I can probably trust their rating from the past year. But if they're retaining very little, maybe I can regress them more. So that's something that I could do. Um, another question is basically what, what elements of a, of a team's performance would you see that would make you think this team had a really good game? Like getting all the dragons, having a really high kill to death ratio. Like what, what would, how would you rank those things? I would say first blood percentage is a good one. If you have that. Oh, why? Why? Means you have a good jungler. And like in the current game, the jungler is able to um, pump up like the important roles. And first, like first blood is usually early in the game. Red. Yeah. So the- I would say that first blood, if you, if you are, if you have a high first blood percentage, you're getting it most, most games. Um, you're very likely to have been the, the, mo- the better prepared team because that is the part of the game that they can, in essence, script. They can script your first, um, the jungler's first clear. And the direction of the jungler's first clear and the timings are very important to how the rest of the, like, they are, basically the entire early game goes. And the early game basically runs through the tower plating. And so essentially what happens in the early game is it's determined who's playing from ahead and who's playing from behind for the rest of the game. Right. Um, and, and so it just puts one team in, a, in, a, in an aggressive position. Um, and, and, and then it's sort of like everything sort of anchors off of that initial position that comes out of the early game. And, very, and a lot of that is driven off of first blood percentage. Interesting. Okay. That's something that I would have not have thought of. Okay. But how about, let's say we're, it's the end of the game. Like it just, we're talking about one game, the game has happened and you're looking at end of game stats. What end of game stats are you looking at where you go? Oh, you know, this team might've not had that many more kills than the other team, but they dominated that team because of the stat. You know what I mean? Uh, CSD I think is one. If you what showed me CSD? the CSD of every player, the CS difference of every, the okay. score difference of every player in the game, I could tell you who won with 95% accuracy. Probably. Okay, there we go. Um, another one would, well, I mean, towers killed, but I think that's stupid because it's like, you just have to kill all the towers, so. Right, <laughs> fair enough. The most interesting one. Um, right. I think... I think objective control is dragons? interesting. Yeah. I mean, gold gold is obviously the most right. obvious one. Um, one of true. the things that I was going to, but say they're like they're that. not leading indicators too. Like gold is not a leading indicator as much as, and and neither really is CSD in some ways. I don't know. What do you think, Army? Well, what I was going to say is that, um, uh, like, valuing how many drakes a team has isn't very good because yeah, if you're so. winning, you're going to have a lot of the dragons. Right. They're like a running back stat, right? It's like, well, he has, you know, the Cowboys are seven and zero when uh, Ezekiel Elliott gets thirty carries. Like, well, he only gets thirty carries when they're up, right? So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's it. See, that's exactly what I'm looking. Yeah, that's that's the type of stuff I'm looking for because if there's something that's really not going to make much of a difference, I don't want to give them. Yeah, if it's like a redundant stat, it's like, okay, you got all the dragons. Well, it's because you're winning. Right. I'd say another one is DPM by champion, which is kind of an advanced stat. But if you have a team that is outperforming on the champions that they draft, that's actually a really telling thing. So last week, um, FlyQuest mid laner, um, POE, 
he played a LeBlanc, LeBlanc game against um, – it was in the first round. Who did they play? Golden Guardians. And he, like, he hard carried the whole series. But that particular game, he averaged 1,300 damage per minute on LeBlanc, which is like a burst assassin. And so the, the professional average for a LeBlanc DPM is like 500. Okay. And so he had, you know, 200 and wow, – I, I can't do math right now. <laughs> and, you know, 260%. Uh, of average damage on a cha- on a specific champion, which is a very high indicator of high performance to me. Yeah, okay. it was a it was one of those things that uh, multiple broadcasts that I listened to brought up that the thirteen hundred damage on LeBlanc was the most across all major regions on any champion or like on LeBlanc. Hmm, and yeah, so it was yeah, like, definitely on LeBlanc. This this guy played it better than anyone, you know. Pr- it's a top pick thing. Probably has like 60 to 100 picks across the split. And the second he got it, he, yeah, he dominated 1v9. Uh, it's one of those things that I, I, I don't know if they'll ever allow it in League of Legends because like, you know, there's, there's delays and everything. But if you were able to bet post pick and ban, that would be comp, like, yeah, yeah, because like, I see beard. You can't, on, yeah, not, not in DFS. You're saying you could bet, you could like make a lineup after people have, after the players have. Oh made. right, yeah, that yeah. that would be impossible. But like, Red. your your ability to bet like lines or, or your Red. spreads or anything on it. The like, yeah, they love it. We we might have to form a syndicate, a live betting League of Legends syndicate. <laughs> it's very difficult to. Um, quantify a draft advantage but draft is certainly much more important in league than in, in than than i guess like coaching would be in other sports right it's kind of the closest thing it's like i mean you're literally sending people into the into the arena if you will with different weapons and you're hoping that you pick the right weapons for them and you can objectively look at at, at drafts independent of the players and see, wow, that team has a huge advantage. And so I don't know. I mean, it's, it'd be akin to like a chess player, uh, you know, getting a handicap and, and I don't know how you account for that. In, yeah. In a model like this. Well, I mean, it's thing- like, imagine, imagine, yeah. Imagine you were watching the Dodgers and like, you didn't know the matchup before the game started. And then when the game starts, you either get Kershaw or Ross stripling. You're like, Oh, I had, <laughs> A huge disadvantage betting on the Dodgers, who are better team, good team, but one version versus the other is completely different. So, Red. the other question I would have had looking at this, um, and I think it's because you've included. Well, it, one is, it, did you make any adjustments by region? And two is, uh, well, this is more of just right. comment. I think you've included some like minor league regions. Okay, some of these teams. I think like the Spain team, Vodafone and Berlin, like those are not professional teams. Gotcha. But yeah, did you make any adjustments for region? So I didn't. And um, I I think the interesting thing is, is if you're in a bad region, you're going to play bad teams, right? And so if you are only playing bad teams, your ELO is actually not going to go up 
very much because it's always in relation to how you're expected to do. You know, if if the coot or I mean the coot tigers are actually good, but let's say someone who's a minor league team, he said Vodafone Giants. Yeah. If they're playing someone who's towards the bottom here, like Victory Five, um, who apparently is a terrible team. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but historically they've been a terrible team. Um, according to my model, if they play them, I, haven't won, they, I don't think they've won a game. <laughs> okay, well there you go. So it's it's accurate that that way. So if the Vodafone Giants played Victory Five and they won, it's it's not going to really make a difference in their ELO. It's going to do very little. But I think actually that shows an error in my ELO because I think how I'm calculating it now, it makes a little more of a difference than it should. So I need to sort of adjust for that but um yeah it it should usually account for that but i think that actually shows an error in my model because of how i'm calculating some of these bonuses i think there's yeah i would say that's the other thing that maybe would be worth heavier consideration is the region of the teams if you were handicapping these teams against each other it actually would make if you told me blindly i get a chinese team and he gets a na team i will bet huge amounts on the chinese team whether it's the worst team or the best team Right. My um, hope would be that if this model is working accurately, you don't need to make those adjustments. But I could make those adjustments too if if need be. But I, I have enough data where if I'm really doing this accurately, I, I shouldn't need to do that. Uh, I am interested to hear Matt's, and then I'll give my uh, like power rankings for yeah, global this power is rankings a, for this yeah. year. I had yeah, a couple are, other. I had a couple of other ideas about how. Oh yeah, to, go ahead. Go ahead. If you don't want to give the power rankings yet. Yeah. How to, how to like, yeah. Power rank teams is maybe like, um, judging how many like social media clicks they get. <laughs> Cause like, at, well, no, mo- mostly based off of like, not like TSMs or team liquids, but like if you start seeing mad lions, which is like, all rookies this split right. they've obviously been talked about a lot more because they're doing well in the playoffs and so like maybe they've hit a hot streak or something that you can catch before like the 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 public has figured out that they're they're playing well um because they, they were big dogs they, they ended up making the playoffs and they beat g2 but before the playoffs like they weren't expected to make the playoffs and so, like, if you saw, like, a like they probably – I don't know what kind of team they are. They probably get 100 likes on their Twitter, like, congrats, we won today or whatever. And, like, instead they got 200 likes on that, on that week. You're just that saying that, Fred, that they had maybe, an especially yeah, good performance. Right, yeah. People <laughs> have noticed them more than – double than what they're used to. Right. That's creative. Um, That's interesting. I, I, I saw that for sure because, like, I I am number one Golden Guardians fan, terrible team in North America, and when they were they were dogs, they would get like yeah a couple hundred likes on their like oh we won this week, versus like they they made it to playoffs this week or this year, they got you know at least two thousand likes on their comments and it was like. Hmm, where are these people coming from? Um, but uh, 
I don't. Uh, I could probably think of like other like outside the box ideas about figuring out what teams are surging or anything. Right. Um, it's more what, it, what more what I'm looking for is basically what stats can you look at at the end of the game beyond just a team winning. Like if they won, they won, right? But beyond just like they won the game. You know, because in basketball, you can just say, okay, this team won by 20 points. I know that's better than winning by zero points, right? Um, in League of Legends, that's, I would say that's kills. But there's, there's nuanced stats that can give a better picture, right? So it's, it's just an interesting thing to think about for modeling. Yeah, I haven't really um, thought about yeah. Some, something like after the game, there's probably like people look at damage and gold, but there's probably like healing generated and like, right. stuff that are probably not over like valued that probably should be. One, like, one of the oh, real, our, one of, I was going to say one of the real challenges with using stats like in league is that uh, like damage means like one damage means something different at two minutes than it does at 40 minutes. Red because there's so much more damage available at the end of the game that if a game goes longer and longer, then your damage per minute, if you use damage per minute, which is like the most common measure of, of damage, it goes way, way up. Because if you get to play 20 minutes with six items, you are going to do just so much more damage per minute than a team that finishes their game in 30 minutes. Right. Um, and so you may actually have worse stats than someone who was more dominant because they were able to put out a higher percentage of possible damage, if you will, earlier in the game than you did. Red. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's so, especially like because there are good stats, because it's literally just digitized uh, a sport. But Red. like a lot of the ideas of like, oh, jungle proximity with mid laner, like, oh, that means they have a good jungle mid like uh, relationship. But it could also mean that your mid laner sucks. <laughs> and your jungler jungler has to be near the mid laner constantly sure, sure. to like defend him. So like you can't really like extrapolate like oh like they work well together versus like this is a deficiency that they're trying to like mitigate. So I, I think CS is probably one of the strongest correlations to successful teams. Okay. CS advantages. Um, because okay. what they end up telling you is how do you control how do you control the flow of the game? And much of the game, the, the game is always almost for 99% of the game is played with one team in an advantage aggressor position and one team playing defensively the entire time. Right. And so, and, and that can change, you know, it changes every team fight potentially, but what they're fighting over is that pressure and, and getting, and to, to get or retain that offensive stance, because that's when you are the one gaining an advantage on the map, the advantage on the map, meaning objective control. Do you have, are you beating the other team to the river to fight for dragon? Because you have been able to secure enough ground with your pressure to ward it safely. So you can see them coming and they can't see you when they have to walk out. And so it's a lot of that is like, if you can quantify the pressure of the game, um, from a like a minions and lane perspective, then you'll you'll actually you'll understand quite a lot of how the game played out. Okay. All right, I want to hear the power rankings. Yeah, I do too. Power how wrong is my system? <laughs> is Fun Plus Phoenix number one? That's my first question. Army, you want to go first? 
Or why don't we pick number ones and then number two? We'll both pick number one. We'll both pick number two and make our case. Just real quick. What do you got? Who's your best team in the world right now? Mm, probably IG. Yeah, me too. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so China is the best region in the world, and IG is the best team in China. Um, China has won worlds twice in a row, um, and IG is has been was they won the first one, and they were at worlds last year. So definitely, they have two of the most reputable players in the world. Gotcha. And the best record. So. And they've beaten the top teams they've played head to head to. What do you got, number two? Uh, the problem with this is that, like, uh, because of our quarantine situation, we've got China, who's a couple weeks behind, whereas the Western teams are already in, like, the final semifinals weekend of their playoffs. So, like, you don't see where, where the grit comes up. But I, I would still say, like, the Chinese teams are still better. So I would, I would put FPX second. What do you say, Wes? Agree. Okay. I think, and probably by a considerable margin from here next. Okay. So large gap after this. So if I my think, rankings are I think good. These teams would be, if they were football teams, they'd be three-point favorites over any other team in the world. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like one of those things when, like, um, the Pac-10 would play SEC, and we're like, oh, you know, Stanford's dominating Pac-10. And then they would go play Alabama, and they'd lose by 40 points. <laughs> You're not seeing the, the relative, like – Well, like, you'll, he'll, he'll see because what we'll do you'll, – you'll, you'll start to see when the – like, I mean, you tell me. I, I'm going to guess that Cloud9 is actually not in your top five. It's definitely not in mine. And so, like, you'll start to see pretty quickly where the regions stack up when you see that the best team in one region is worse than four or five teams in one in a different region. Gotcha. So, all right, who do you have third? I I feel like we're gonna have pretty similar answers. Mm, really? Probably hmm. for the next. I think I think top five is almost gonna be the same because we have. I would have. I would have. I I don't think so, man. Okay, keep going. I think G2. G2. If they were playing SKT tomorrow, would I favor them? Yeah, so I think so. I think that's right. Okay. So then is it SKT is next? I think it's SKT. Are you a Gen G guy? Because I was going to go Gen G. So my... my I'm a I'm a night guy, so I was thinking, but I, but they haven't proven it, so I won't put them there. But I was think I think top is going to be close. Top here. top's good, yeah. Yeah, they're really fucking good. But I think I um, I, I don't I don't trust those uh, startups until I see them internationally. Yeah, so I'll give I'll give SKT, Genji's <sighs> real fucking good. I think it's a meta kind of coin flippy choice. I think SKT, just for the name, is fine with me. Or T1, yeah. Okay. And then I think the next, to me, the next two are the same. Like, I would go either way, top and Genji. Okay, interesting. So is top a new team, or is my model just really getting them wrong? Uh, top is not a new team. They... 
They're on your list, 34. Yeah, but that that's too low. There are 24. Uh, oh, I see. See, here is what is I think is happening. Is they're split up into two. They're names. split up. And so, yeah, like T1 actually, if this was going, if I actually am merging these correctly, um, would actually probably be higher. They might be closer to number one because basically they're not bearing the fruit of some previous mm, yeah. um, good games. And the same with top sports is it seems like they're split up because they're at 24 too. So I, I don't think I'm getting them as wrong as it seems. Yeah, but that is still a little. There's some combo there. Makes sense. Matt, who's your fifth? This is also a tough one. Yeah, I, I, I would probably say Genji. Okay, okay. Even though I, I'm not a huge fan of the Korean style right now, they're the best I players. Think, I think they have the best players. But yeah, chi- China. Wait, I would who do you think the like, best player is? What do you mean? You said who you think the they have player? the best player? No, I, I think Korea has the best players. I think their style is not the best. I think China's style of play is how it should be done currently. I agree. Who, so who's the, who are the best players? That's a really interesting one for me, too. Um, Wes, Wes has been on... Uh, you don't like my side, best mid laner, but I think the best the top laner is, is, is the Shy. The Shy is the guy who is setting the pro meta, but he's the only one who's actually capable of playing. He can play champions other players. He can make champions good that other players can't make even playable. So he has incredible draft value, and he is also the best player. I, I think he's he could be the best overall player. Definitely, who would be the other best top option? How do you say what? How do you spell his name? It's the shy in one word. With S H Y. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, so he's the top laner. I would say the best. Well, who's your top top laner? Do you have a different one? No, I think it's this guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he invented Callista's top. He's crazy, dude. You need to watch that Vayne uh, game. He yeah, plays it. I will. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Against RNG, the... he's playing Longxing, who's like a top top three Chinese top laner. And uh, and Vayne Top looks good. <laughs> My God, <Yeah. laughs> that guy was insane. Um, best jungler? Mm, do you still are you still a Tian fan? I think he yeah. proved, he proved it last year. He bodied uh, he bodied Yankos, who I thought was definitely could have been the best. And did he play against Clid? Is that who you're, you would pick? Yeah, or? yeah. Uh, I, I would take Tian over Clid. I think it's, yeah, I would start the team with Tian. So T-I-A-N is how his name is spelled. T-I-A-N. Okay. He's the, so the Shy is the IG top laner. Tian is the Fun Plus Phoenix jungler. Okay. Interesting. And the mid laner? This one's a hard one, I think. I think it's a hard one, actually. I think it's Faker. That is a name I recognize. I don't know. Well, Wes likes these like hyper mechanical guys, but until someone breaks Faker's back, 
I still think he's the best mid laner. Don't you think he's he got kind of? I mean, he lost two best of fives to, to Caps, and he lost uh, the year before to. I don't think those are Faker's losses. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting? Speaking on that now, it is. Why not? Wait, why not? Hold on. Uh, okay. That, that series. Why is who else? Who else would you blame? Not that he's to blame, but like, I guess you could argue that Ka- uh, that Perks carried the series over Teddy. But I don't know. I I also really like. I thought, yeah, I I wouldn't blame Figure. I I but I have a hard time saying that he's better than Perks. Oh, we're talking about. Oh, you, so your your second pick would be Perks. No, I think it it's. I think he's. I'd consider perks. I I would pick Doinby. There's Doinby. There's there's other. Yeah. All right. See, Doinby is an interesting case. I think if if because like right. if you put Doinby on CLG, are they good? I don't think so. I don't think you put anyone on CLG. They're good, but but <laughs> uh, here's here's kind of my my justification. So I'm obviously well. A we're saying they're the second best team in the world. So they. They're currently performing at a very high level. But B, in the most recent tournament that mattered the most, he out he he performed the best. Like he was definitely better than Caps. He three owed Caps and basically made Caps look like someone playing mid lane for the first time after Caps was on the team that beat Faker. Um, yeah, but you could say that about Rookie last year. And I would say I thought, no. Don't like- was don't be beat Rookie last year. No, but like two years ago, Rookie was the best mid laner yeah, yeah, in the world. Sure. And so, like, how far has Rookie fallen for you? Because I, I still I, think he's well, in the he top lost two, 10. He lost two or three best of fives to Doinby last year. So I don't know how you could say that he's... I never, he, thought he was lo- I never thought he was losing. I thought it was like a play style that they weren't used to playing against. They played against that play style for two years. Like, I think that's... That's the. T- I mean, I mean, but what's the what's the case for rookie over over Doinby? Like, no, I'm just saying. I'm saying that your argument about Doinby being the best mid laner is that in the last year he was on the best team. Right, and right now. Like, but right now, looks, if, if I were right now, picking one to be on my team from here until Worlds, I would want him. He is a he. He's a general. He's uh, he's definitely a. Uh, his mentality is not been countered you have to think he's the, the shock, he's the like the best like strategic player in the game and yeah, he's he ha- very he talented a, mechanically has, yeah okay so yeah uh, and uh, he doesn't have I'm, he has like the he has like the early the early career brady armor where he's like never lost a game when he's led in the fourth quarter or whatever like and so we've seen we, the last harsh the last three times he played against Rookie, he knocked him out of he knocked him out of tournaments, right? LPL Spring, LPL Summer, and and um, or did IG not even make it to the semis in the summer? I don't think they made it. They won the gauntlet, um, and then at Worlds, they he knocked them out straight ahead, straight up, and that was the defending champion team all coming back, losing to a new team led by Dunn. So that's my, I'll be my case over Faker because Faker I thought underperformed him for the entire year. If you're yeah. talking about, you know, a, there are certainly times where he would have been the best, but I think it's it's basically it's been Faker up until 
maybe until Samsung won. No, no, through that, because he was a god in that series. Uh, it was Faker and then Rookie and then Doinby. And so to me, it's like those three have been basically number one for the last four years. Mid is tough. Unless you believe in BDD, mo- I guess. BDD is another player that... So if we're looking at like the next... Uh, well, let's finish, the, let's finish this uh, roster first. AD, support. What about Tovi? No. Too many... No. Too many... Uh, uh, best of fives. Yeah, you can't okay. keep losing the important matches and getting the respect of the players who who have won the, the tournament. I think I think we we labeled our top three. Then it would be Doinby, Faker, and so no uh, support, no AD. Are on our because I was just going positional. Yeah, I was going positional too. I was just trying to figure out what our hypothetical top five of mid laners would be. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it would be Doinby. Baker, BDD, rookie. Knight. Knight. Yeah. Knight's an interesting player, too. He's crazy. Okay, let's finish out the bot lane, and then we'll go back and finish the top 10, and then we'll move on mm-hmm. to pick the games. <laughs> I don't know if we can pick the games anymore today. I have to go eat. <laughs> yeah, I also, this has gone a lot. I mean, this has been awesome, but a lot longer than I thought. All right, my, well, my bot laners would be... Uh... You can go, Army. I don't. Yeah, I mean, everyone rags Caps, but he's still like the most versatile AD. Wow, you would want him as your AD, as the number one AD? I, I think he's just in the conversation. I'm trying to like. You were butchering him a week ago. <laughs> no, I, I was just saying that Perks got the advantage over Caps in this, the, switch, uh, the switch that they've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think if, that they swapped if, where if Perks were still playing AD, I would pick Perks. Um, I would probably I mean, is it weird to go with LWX? Like Yeah, it's LWX. I mean it's tough because like uh, I definitely Jackson want was... Crisp. I definitely want Crisp. I think that guy is like Oh, for was... your support? Yeah. He was yeah, he was yeah. he was great. God damn. Yeah, I don't know. Support is also right. The tough. answer for AD was always Uzi, but he hasn't played at all. Yeah, it's hard to say Uzi because Uzi is still at the top of his game. I think he like he's the only team that like you recently should. I mean, Teddy's in that range where like you can build a comp around. I want to see that guy win an important series first. But no, I I think I would be willing to accept Teddy too. I I think he's his ruler. Ruler. Oh, oh, actually, actually, what about a ruler? Deft are the two actually that I now. Ruler. Um, I think I I still like ruler. I just think like ADC is in just such a bad state. So like the ones that play standard ADCs, I don't trust more. Ruler because ruler has played weak side too. And I don't have not seen Deft not be the focus and be successful. He's been on weaker teams for sure. I would say, like, Deft I, has? I, I, why, why Deft I was on the King's own teams and KT. This is why I, I prefer Caps, is he can play Sinter and Vlad and Yasuo. You don't like Teddy's Yasuo? He's fucking great at Yasuo. But yeah, <laughs> I think the flexibility is important. All right, well, let's, let's just do the rest of the top 10 and get, get out of here. Okay. I think, did you have top there or no? 
Uh, yeah, top. I had top and Genji like basically. Okay, so we're, we're so there were six. And I, I just want to keep going to get till we get to Cloud Nine, basically. <laughs> I, think, I think I think I think Fnatic should be there. I think I think yeah. This next tier for me is Fnatic, RNG. Um, RNG. King Zone. I would probably, f yeah, I think those are all the same to me. Wow, KT Rollster has 10 wins? What the fuck? They passed up Damwon and Afrika? Wow. What, did they get new players? So basically, you're telling me that Cloud9 might be the 10th best team right now, or maybe even worse. I think they can go in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would not be surprised. I would guess that there are probably teams at their level that are what, like, I don't think the, there's a gap to the next three or four. The teams. problem with the, so like, this is just like power ranking to their region or today. If you had to uh, put them all in a tournament today. Yeah. 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 If they face each other, I, uh, one of the disadvantages that C9 has is that they haven't played good teams. They, they have, so the most, the closest, well, NA EU only play one best of one, but in the best of five, they took they lost the game to evil geniuses. They're like they would be. I don't. I don't much worse. Oh, but it, but by your same logic, would you say that Boise, like in college football, Boise State is like not good because they don't play good teams? I mean, you have to sort of try to play the comparison game and, and judge them by how yeah, I think what you would have to, but like, I, I if think you look at the roster strength, Ren. you would want everyone on King zone over anyone on C9, I think. Interesting. Right. But, well, also just on experience, like licorice has looked like dog internationally. Uh, yeah. Blabber has been dog. Right. These, been a dog. these players have all played against ben. the players on the teams ahead of them. And they've yes, basically routinely been embarrassed by them. Okay. Yeah, they cower. It has not they been cower against these people. It's one so, of, and, and with league, it's like I would say, football is probably not the best example. I would say it's probably more like. I would say laning is probably more like chess, and so it would be very shocking if someone with a you know even a, one standard deviation of skill higher than someone else lost to the lower ranked person. It would almost never happen. At least that's my. That's interesting. That's interesting too, because that that's something that I have to consider too. Is how much is the worst team going to win? How much is there is their variance in winning? That is a really important factor. Yeah, like it's it, hard to it's hard to know, right? And I'd say the closest answer we could give you is like um, some of the odds for even world semifinals uh, have been like minus a thousand on a Chinese team against a, a North American team. Okay. Um, or, or even in a best of three or best, in best of, five, of five, or five in a best of five. Okay. Yeah. And so there's, there's very like, it's really hard to think that you would be able to give me long enough odds for cloud nine to beat definitely any of these teams with a good mid laner. Okay. <laughs> because I don't respect Niski at all. Like, I think if you put, if you put these mid laners just alone and mid being the most important role, if you just put them on like a Madden ranking, like the top nine teams here all have players who are in the nineties and cloud nine has someone who's like 80. The thing that uh, cloud nine has been taking advantage of is that they just skill check every player. 
they don't really actually have good macro. They have no. Just, they have no strategic. Uh, yeah, like, they're just like I think. I think we're better players, and we're gonna take this fight. And they are better players. They, they put their roster is great, but like versus like equally good, you know, all pro teams, they're gonna lose because the other teams are doing the same thing, but their competition is better. So they're not punished or and they don't learn from they don't know anything. how to play from behind and that's the biggest the hardest thing is like yeah, you have a team that has never been challenged literally they've taken every i think their dragon percentage is like over 90 percent and so they yeah, are just the, the two games that they've they've been uh behind on gold at 25 minutes they lost yeah so they're they're basically and... they win every early game and win the rest of the game and so they're never forced to play defensively and when they've gone international, these, these players as individuals, these players on the same teams, they have always struggled facing up one-on-one against players from the better regions. Mm. And then when, you, when you just don't know how to play from behind because you never are behind, it's, 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 not, it's, it's also not just that, right? Like if they were equal skill, check play, skill level players, it's possible that they could, you know, they could learn how to play from behind very quickly and be able to do that. But they are also worse players individually. So they have worse mechanics, uh, like just, they're just, I mean, you can see it on the screen, like they're worst players one-on-one. And so combine that with the fact that the, they, that the worst players don't have practice playing an entire style of the game. That's important. It becomes very difficult to favor them over any of the other teams. Not to say it's impossible. Like they, we see upsets, um, you know, every year, but they're not common. I think like one of the things about why you don't like C9 specifically is because the, yeah, just the way they've won is by slaughter. They have never gone to late game team fights where they're not ahead. And it would be like watching the game, the college football national champion just put up 60, 70 points a game and then say that like, we're going to put them in the NFC West. Like it's sure they could win, but they're going to have worse players in every position, worse coaching staffs. And they're also not going to have ever practiced against teams at this level. And that's, that's kind of the situation is like North America is so much worse than these other regions. um, That it's even if you have the best player in every role, that's not good enough to be a top of the table type team. Much more like uh, European football, I'd say. This is like right. the, the differences in the leagues are actually quite significant. Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, yeah, we've ne- we've never seen uh, a Western team has never won worlds in ten years. So it's and, so having that. Then Cloud Nine is a Western team. It seems like you're implying so having them a number one is not just is yeah. Got it. Gotcha. Could not be possible. Uh, well, Cloud Nine made it to. Get- over a hundred to one, probably. Uh, okay. Maybe not now, but oh, to be, win worlds. Oh yeah, no way. It would be crazy. Uh, yeah, I wonder yeah. what Cloud Nine would be right now. Uh, I, 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 well, I got G like two. G two was available at fifty to one at the beginning of last year. Yeah, and I got that bet, and that was a tragic loss in the finals. Oh man! Uh, but that was a surprising year. That was the best. That's the best Western team we've ever seen, and they got curb stomped by Fun Plus Phoenix. Yeah, but they took SKT game five. They yeah, won, yeah. So well, like, I, that's why I think they, it's not like the gap was that big. We have like them third. <laughs> the, difference, the difference with the 
NA is like I think the gap to China, I think the gap to China was still there. With, well, I think IG right, would have so, would have beat them up too. And yeah, two years ago, Cloud Nine made it to the semifinals, but that's because they lucked out into playing Korea's third seed, and they they beat them in a, a stunner. But then when they made it to the semifinals, they they were outclassed. It was like not even like they were playing the same. It was it, yeah, it'd be like a forty-nine nothing football game kind of performance. So, but this has been super fun because I, I just love that there's a non-subjective answer to some of this, or at least an attempt at one, an early attempt at one, yeah. um, because for the most I, part, it is eyeball test is sort of the only analysis you get. There is not a much of a community doing this type of analysis um, that the type of analysis that only comes with people who are putting their money behind their analysis. <laughs> exactly. Like we get a lot of the almost like NFL pregame show style analysis of like, narrative based like here's what i'd like to see well i'm going to pick this team to win and it's like well yeah but they, but how much do you how confident are you that they're going to win right it's like right. would you bet them as a seven point favorite or something like that and, and and so to have you know obviously there's some context here that you like just haven't had um but uh to see this like the thinking behind this is is really interesting and uh certainly certainly fun conversation yeah, I, I think you both gave me a lot of information that's going to help me improve. So that's great. I mean, as simple as not realizing that SKT <laughs> was Team one, T1 right, right. a little while ago. So yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't know because the data... Yeah, right. The data is, no. I mean, I, I'm seeing now, I'm seeing Mad Lions, EC and Mad Lions. They're probably the same team. But um, that was just, I, you know, it's you're, I'm looking at so much data. It's like I don't even have time to... Oh, yeah this so this has been really informative so thanks for having me on cool. yeah i'd love I, to I would, uh, track the progress as this yeah keep oh trust me i'll be running it by you <laughs> i'm impressed too yeah yeah pretty interesting yeah all right cool i'm gonna run uh grab some food you guys have a good uh, okay. have a good evening and stay safe all right all right see thanks. ya bye cheers yeah